0: You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner Bobby Rebel, author of how to be a financial grown-up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're gonna get there together. We got this. Hey grown-up friends, odds are you're home. And any spring travel plans you may have had, or even summer plans. Are not happening at this point um, and disappointed. I am. I know my family is disappointed. A lot of our trips are not happening. And we have a lot of questions. So, this is an episode that I've put together to answer some of those questions, which may include what happens to your airline status, your hotel status, how are the airlines handling cancellations, and what about flight waivers? Can you get refunds of actual cash right now? And with so many of us social distancing, what are some ways that we can maybe satisfy our travel bug a little bit from the couch? And of course, how will the travel industry come back from this? We have answers. Thanks to The Points Guys, Executive Editorial Director, Scott Meyerowitz. Let's get right into it with Scott. Hey, Scott Mayer with thank you so much for joining us here on Financial Grownup.
1: Thanks for having me. Excited to chat.
0: You are the Executive Editorial Director at The Points Guy, so the perfect person for us to come to with all of our travel questions. Before we get to those, tell us what's going on at TPG.
1: We've just been so busy. A lot of people right now are in this cancel, cancel, cancel mode and trying to figure out how to change trips or cancel. And we've been guiding them through that. There are a lot of questions about elite status. And then some of us, the most optimistic, are already looking towards those late spring, early summer trips, hopeful that we can book, but just a little bit fearful. So we've been really busy just helping people through this whole process.
0: And you personally, you're grounded. You're you're coming to me from your home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to you from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I had canceled a trip to Texas for work the other week, and I just today ended up having to cancel my May 1st trip to Portugal. I was holding on for the last second, but today was the day to get my miles back, and uh, I decided to do it.
0: How far ahead are you personally canceling plans, Scott? The May 1st trip to Portugal was the only one that
1: I needed to get rid of. I have a summer family trip in August to Aruba. Hopefully that will go ahead, but who knows. And right now what I'm actually doing is I'm using my miles and my elite status to book a lot of things with flexibility. So using miles to book flights. I've got uh, Bermuda and the Bahamas booked. I'm actually thinking of nesting some trips together just in June to hold them with the hope that I can take at least one of them.
0: What does that mean, nesting some trips together?
1: So I would put together like uh, the weekend of June 6th, a trip. I would book another one for the following weekend and the one for the following weekend. And hopefully one of those trips will actually come together in the end. But I'm doing fully refundable bookings right now.
0: Which are more expensive in general. Are they how are flight prices then? I mean, my gut would say they're dirt cheap, but then again, are they more expensive because there's so few flights?
1: What I'm seeing there is there's so many schedule changes. You can see great flights. Someone the other day was telling me they saw $114 from New York to San Francisco for the peak of summer compared to four hundred dollars, which is like a normal peak summer fare. The catch with all these, the airlines are giving you a lot of flexibility, but you're not going to get cash back. What you're going to get is a voucher that's only valid from a year of booking. So if you book something on March 25th, you have to use that voucher by next year. I have elite status with airlines, so I'm booking on miles because I can redeposit those miles for no penalty back into my account and just cancel a trip.
0: And so that would be advice for people. If you are booking travel ahead, use miles. If you have elite status,
1: especially, because then you don't have to pay the redeposit fees. If you don't have status, you know, it's like $75 to redeposit. It may or may not be worth it. The flexible cash tickets right now are really good as long as you know that you're going to get a voucher, not actual cash back. So hopefully within the next year, you can use that voucher if you have to change your plans.
0: And so now let's get to some of the questions that we had planned to go over. These are questions that you're getting from a lot of your TPG followers. The first one was, and we've already touched on this, airline elite status. So what are airlines doing? Yeah, it's
1: kind of amazing that folks at the Point Sky. Guy- Keep writing into us and saying, How is my elite status going to be affected? And all the airlines are saying, We understand this is an issue that you are grounded for three, maybe four months, and you can't fly as often as you want to to get your elite status. Right now, some of them are doing some cuts, like British Airways is doing a 30% reduction for all of its members on tier status mm-hmm. and basically saying, Here's the new threshold. Good luck with this. Hopefully we can get you there. They're also doing extensions of any vouchers or companion tickets that might be out there. Uh U.S. airlines haven't yet pulled the trigger on this. They're, I think, waiting to see how big the fallout is going to be for them and just how long the pain is going to continue. But I would look to see probably a 20, 30, even 40% reduction in what the qualifications are for elite status for airlines.
0: And of course, let's also turn to the second question you're being asked, which is the hotels. What are the hotels doing for their elite status uh, customers?
1: Yeah, here it's a little trickier because we're seeing all sorts of different policies out there similar. There have been a few where it's been a 25% reduction in the qualifications. Others are not even talking about this yet. Hilton has actually one of the most generous policies. They basically said, if you have elite status right now, we're going to give you another year for free. So you know, even if you don't have to travel, they're going to extend the status out for another year. They're doing the same with their free night certificates, any other vouchers that people will have. So that is by far the most generous program that we've seen to date. And Hilton is in a battle with Marriott. They want to win over a lot of people who weren't happy with the merger of Marriott and Starwood. So they're coming out first with this policy and trying to be as pro-consumer as possible. And I give them a lot of credit for this. I think this is one of the best things that we've seen any airline or hotel do, and I hope others will follow.
0: Do people need to do anything proactive with both the airlines and hotels to get these, or is it just going to be automatically put on their account? It should be
1: automatically put on account. But one of the things that I always say is keep very close eye on all your accounts and make sure you're getting what you're due.
0: Let's go back to talking about the airlines. How are domestic airlines handling cancellations? So this is for just everybody, not just the elite people. And talk about flight waivers.
1: Yeah, so flight waivers keep changing as the cancellations keep going out. There's a lot of flexibility right now that if you have future travel, you can go ahead and get a voucher that you can use within a year of your purchased date to travel. So let me just explain that. Let's say you were going on vacation April 15th and you had a ticket purchased back in January, and you decide that you want to get a voucher for that, that is good only until next January. So it's one year from the date of you actually purchasing the ticket. So a lot of people just need to be aware of that. Others want their cash back, they don't want these vouchers. And what I would say there is hold on to that ticket be patient. The airline is probably going to cancel your flight on you. And once they cancel that flight, then you are legally entitled to get a cash back for it. So watch carefully the schedules. And as soon as they cancel it, then you can get cash instead of a voucher.
0: How much wiggle room is there if you call? Do they have, have the agents be given more latitude in terms of how much they can accommodate customers when you call a customer service line? Not
1: tons. Airlines are desperate for the cash. So they're trying to upsell you into vouchers. So I've been hearing a lot of if you ask for a refund, they're going to say, we can do that. But are you interested in a voucher instead? And they might add 20% extra value onto that. So some people can come out ahead if you definitely know that you're going to fly that same airline And within one year of the ticket purchase, you're getting an extra 20% bonus there. You could use that for a trip that is hopefully discounted given all that's going on.
0: Right. So there's negotiability in terms of the value of your voucher. And maybe there's negotiability, you tell me, on that date. Because what if you purchased your tickets very far in advance for a big trip and the trip is a month away, but you purchased it 11 months ago? That doesn't give you a lot of wiggle room from the purchase date. Is there negotiability there just being reasonable?
1: It doesn't hurt to ask, but that's one that the airlines traditionally have not budged on, and that's where you're going to run into your headaches, especially for those trips that you booked a while ago.
0: So then you want to be watching for that flight to be canceled? Yes. And how are flying conditions changing right now? I got a notice from an airline today talking about their social distancing efforts because planes are notoriously, you know, we're squeezed in there so tight. How do they then, I mean, I guess it's happening naturally that so many people aren't showing up for flights, but what are they actually, what's it like to actually fly for people that are flying the few and far between, and I guess far between literally in between their seats?
1: Yeah. If we talk about, Airline occupancy about a year ago, you had about 89, 90% of all seats filled on planes. What I'm hearing from the industry sources right now is you're looking at 10, maybe 11% of seats filled across the entire system. And there are plenty of flights where there are just completely empty planes out there, some that they'll run, some that they'll cancel. There are tales of airlines actually booking the middle seat when you book a seat to actually create that social distancing. And the TSA is saying, you know, 85 to 90% of the passengers that normally come through its checkpoints aren't coming through. You're seeing cases in uh, airports like New York and LA, where they're actually closing terminals. So you don't have a TSA checkpoint, you basically have empty airports.
0: And that's because so many of us are staying home. Okay, we love to travel. What can we do to satisfy our travel bug literally from the couch?
1: This is one of the great things about technology is Everybody has been doing virtual tours or YouTube videos um, where they're guiding you through their museum, zoo, aquarium, theme park, whatever it is. And I've been amazed at this. Everything from uh, we've been watching some of the Cincinnati Zoo videos with my daughter, all the major museums, art galleries, natural history ones are doing virtual tours. Disney World is letting you actually ride all of its rides. Through these great videos that they've put together. So I could go on and on about the list between national parks, state parks, places like the Biltmore in Asheville, North Carolina. They've all come out with these amazing virtual tours to kind of keep you entertained.
0: And we can find those through your website?
1: We have a story up on thepointsky.com of some of our favorites, and then any institution that you want to visit has a link on their homepage too. But we've curated a list of the point sky of our favorite virtual tours.
0: Last question. I want to end talking about good things. Tell us, how will the travel industry come back from this?
1: This is one that's going to take a while for the industry to really become much more profitable. But for travelers, they're going to be fighting for us to come stay at the hotel. So this will be a renaissance of deals, earning points and miles, and we'll guide you through all of those. But I think it's also going to change the way we travel. You know, I've been for two weeks with my wife and daughter in our Manhattan apartment. And, you know, we go out for a daily walk and keep our social distance, but that's about it. I'm an extrovert. I love to travel and I always love talking with people. But I think now I'm going to look at my travel very differently. Yeah, I'll probably still go and sit on the beach at some luxury resort, but I'm going to want more experiences where I get to learn from other people and interact because that's really what we're craving. As much as I love my family and I do, I want to get out and meet other people and have actual conversations. And I think you're going to see people around the globe missing that connection and really changing the way that we travel in the coming months and years.
0: Well, I think that we are all appreciating that so much now. Tell us where people can get social media contact with you, Scott, and the rest of the team there.
1: So I can be followed at Globe Trot Scott. That is my Instagram and Twitter handle. and You'll see my personal journeys and news there. And then, of course, you can follow us at The Points Guy, where we have everything, including discussions for family travelers, female travelers, small business owners. We've kind of got all these different groups where we can help give people financial and travel advice and where the two of those intersect.
0: Thank you so much, Scott.
1: Thank you. This was a lot of fun.
0: Big thanks to Scott Mayerwitz and the team at The Points Guy for being part of our financial grown-up community and giving us such incredible information. Please support them by visiting their website, signing up for their newsletter, listening to their Talking Points podcast, and of course, following TPG and Scott on social media. We also appreciate your support for us here at Financial Grown-Up. Please subscribe, rate, and review. It is all free reviews, especially right now, so meaningful and so appreciated. Join me on Instagram at BobbyRebelle1 and on Twitter at Bobby And for six days a week news, commentary, and perspective, please join me and my co-host Joe Saul and our cast of thought leaders on my other podcast, Money with Friends. The handle there on Instagram and on Twitter is at MoneyFriendspod. You can even be part of our live audience participation tapings, info on that, and all about the podcast. On the website moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Once again, huge thanks to Scott and the Point Sky team for helping us all be financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.